Hello, I'm Peter Van Dusen, and this is the Primetime Politics Podcast. Hello, I'm Peter Van Dusen. Canadians have been spared a pandemic general election after the Liberal government survived a key vote in the House of Commons today, a vote it had declared would be a test of confidence. A motion from the Conservatives to create an opposition-dominated special committee to look into the WE charity controversy and other questionable pandemic spending was defeated after the NDP voted with the government against the motion. The move ended a tense political standoff that had political leaders accusing each other of putting electoral interests ahead of the health of Canadians. Speaker, throughout uh, this pandemic, we have reassured Canadians that Parliament continues to function, that our institutions are strong, that our democracy remains strong. We watched parliamentarians work together to deliver a historic aid for Canadians. Obviously, Mr. Speaker, we don't want an election. Canadians don't want an election. But Canadians need to know that their Parliament continues to work constructively. It doesn't mean we need to agree on everything, Mr. Speaker. But it does mean we need to be able to come together and deliver concretely for Canadians, and that's exactly what we plan to do on this side of the House. If the Prime Minister is going to threaten an election in a pandemic, every time an opposition party asks a question on their pandemic planning, on support for small business, on former Liberal MPs and Liberal insiders getting access to hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayer money, he's going to have to get used to the fact that the Conservatives are going to do our job. We're here for a better response in the second wave of the pandemic. So I can tell you uh, with uh, uh, full clarity that the Liberal government has made it very clear they're not looking to, to work together on this. They, they have made it clear they're not interested in, in having a conversation, which led me to believe that they are looking for an election, that Prime Minister Trudeau and the Liberal government are looking for a way to find an excuse to go to an election. And we are not going to give the Liberal government, Prime Minister Trudeau, an excuse to go to an election. So once again, the NDP leader has decided to extend the life of the minority Liberal government by voting against the Conservative motion today. Let's find out why. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh joins me now from Parliament Hill. Mr. Singh, good to see you again. Uh, So let's start there. Why did you and your MPs decide to ensure the Liberal, uh, Liberal government's continued survival again today? Well, today what we did is we voted against an election Given the numbers rising in Ontario and Quebec, we did not want to give uh, Justin Trudeau the excuse he was looking for to go to an election. And we said no to that. Uh, And we said yes to continuing to fight for Canadians to bring in the supports they need and also to continue to get to the bottom of a lot of questions that we want answered. So we tabled today a motion in the Ethics Committee to have more witnesses come forward to answer questions around the concerns we have with the Liberals spending money on their friends instead of spending money on people who are in need. All right, let's, let's go there. You, you mentioned the, the, uh, the motion before the Ethics Committee. Uh, Liberals have been filibustering the Ethics Committee for two weeks. They've done the same at the Finance Committee. Uh, how do you think this is going to move forward uh, now that they've survived the test of confidence? And what's to say they're not just going to keep filibustering the committee? Filibuster, and they could filibuster in any setting. Uh, we have the majority on committee, so motions will pass. Uh, it might take some time, but motions will pass. Uh, what they're showing is that they are unwilling to 
uh, to be accountable, uh, which is something that is very damaging. I think if they continue to do this, I mean, that is their right to do, but it would look very bad on them that they're going to continue to avoid the scrutiny through delay tactics. Uh, we have the majority in committee. We've got a committee like ethics where the chair is not a liberal. So these are these are some of the ways that we can hold the government to account. And these are tools that we have right now. And and you'll know this, uh, that up to this point, all the information that we've obtained, the witness and testimony of the Kielberger brothers, the ministers that have testified, the documents have all been uh, the result of work done at the regular committee. So that's how we can continue to hold them to account. And more importantly, there's a lot of work we still need to do all right, but, for but, seniors in long-term care homes and, and a number of other really important issues. But on the committee front, uh, some could say uh, that was then, this is now. Uh, the filibustering continues. And, and I guess uh, when, you know, I mean, if, if, if the filibustering continued, would that be enough to, uh, to, to remove your, your confidence from the Liberals and see them defeated at the earliest possible opportunity? We'll, we'll look at all options and, and continue to reevaluate. We don't have a formal agreement, so we take each vote, each circumstance, uh, case by case. And so far throughout the pandemic, I can say with a lot of confidence, the response to uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has been a better response because New Democrats were there. We fought for a number of uh, successful victories for people, including paid sick leave, help to students, the CERB, $2,000, maintaining that level of support. And we're going to continue to focus on how we can get help to people that are in need. Okay. And if I've, there's a moment where we can't get that help or there's an impasse, we'll evaluate uh, at a case-by-case -case basis. That's an important point you raise about the things that you've managed to achieve in the past for your support for the minority government. What did you get in, in return for your support this time? Well, this was a, a play where the Liberal government and, and Justin Trudeau weren't looking for an agreement. They wanted actually an excuse to go to an election. They made did, it really did you, clear let me, sorry, when they did, did, did you have any discussions with with the, the government leadership about what you might? You did you demand anything in return for your vote? Did you have any conversations, discussions like that? Well, I was pointing out that they made it very clear in the early stages when we were just discussing ways to move forward for accountability. Uh, they walked away from those discussions and made it really clear they weren't looking for accountability. In fact, they weren't looking for a resolution to this. They wanted the brinkmanship. They wanted to force an election. They were hoping that the opposition would give them the cover they needed so they could blame us for this election. And I said, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm not going to allow Justin Trudeau to have an excuse to go to an election. If he wants to go to an election, go to the governor general and ask for one. Okay. But don't use or hide behind the opposition for an excuse. So what's the line in the sand for the NDP? It used to be that as long as you could extract things you want in return for your support from the government, uh, that they would get your support. But you didn't get anything this time. So w what's the line in the sand? Well, we've not laid it out that way. What we've done is shown that our, our presence in Parliament has been a force for good for people. We have fought for people and made massive gains and victories in in just one year, if you look back and all the things that we've achieved, it's pretty phenomenal that uh, we've been able to win so many serious victories for Canadians. We want to continue to do that. And if we come to a point where that's no longer possible, where the Liberals are too caught up in helping themselves, we'll look at, at, at other options. Right now, we're in a minority government with a serious uh, opportunity for accountability with the majority that we hold on committees. We're going to use that and continue to see how we can fight for Canadians. Uh, the Prime Minister, uh, you know, set a bit of a different bar this time around, making a confidence vote out of uh, uh, the creation of a committee. Maybe he'll soon be looking for other opportunities and has to go back to the polls sooner rather than later. Uh, how long are you prepared to block him from engineering his own defeat, as you as you put it today? Well, he could do it himself. 
And there's, there's no question about it. The prime minister can go directly if he had the courage to the governor general and say he wants an election. Uh, I, I think that the, the prime minister should explain that to Canadians, should tell that directly instead of using these games employees. It's clear when the government wants to work together. We've, we've had opportunities and it's worked. This time they weren't looking for that. They were not looking for ways to work together. They were threatening an election over a committee. And that would be pretty silly for the prime minister to go to people who are worried about this pandemic, worried about their loved ones, worried about their kids, their seniors who are living in long-term care homes, and say to them, I know you're worried and looking for help, but we went to an election because we were upset at a committee. That would be pretty ludicrous for the prime minister to do. Uh, we are not going to be a part of that. If he wants to find an excuse, he can do that on his own. We're just going to focus on how we can help people. Right. What about the people saying that you, you, didn't, uh, you weren't interested in triggering a snap election today because you can't afford to fight one? Not at all. We've shown again and again that we can fight elections with far less resources than uh, our, our other, the other parties, our other colleagues. Uh, we're going to continue to do that if we need to. We're ready to fight. But uh, right now, the focus shouldn't be on finding a way to go to an election. One year away from the last election, in the middle of a second wave of the pandemic, I think it's very reasonable to say we should focus on how we can get help to people. We've heard a lot of people. You know, small businesses are worried about shutting their doors permanently. People have put their life savings behind these businesses. People are worried about losing their jobs. Uh, parents are worried about their kids. There's a lot of fear and worry out there. We should focus in on helping them out hmm. instead of, you know, wasting time talking about what a committee looks like. But aren't you concerned? Let, let's finish on this. Aren't you concerned that the message you sent to the Liberals today was, look, uh, you, you know, that they're now thinking we didn't have to give Jugmeet Singh anything this time around, and he still propped us up. So we don't have to give him anything anymore. Uh, because uh, he'll continue to prop us up because he doesn't want to go to the polls. Not at all. We've shown in the past that uh, we've negotiated and fought and got some wins for Canadians. Any legislation that goes through this House has to go get passed with other party support. Um, all, all bills cannot be confidence motions. So there's going to be bills. There's going to be opportunities for us to fight for Canadians again, and we're going to continue to do that. All right, Jagmeet Singh, always good to talk to you. Thanks for your time tonight. Thanks so much. All right, let's follow up with three members of Parliament to discuss the, uh, exactly what happened in the House today and why and uh, perhaps what happens next. Kevin Lamoureux is the Parliamentary Secretary to the Government House Leader. Eric Duncan joins us tonight. He's an Ontario Conservative MP and the Question Period Coordinator for the Official Opposition. Charlie Angus is the Ethics Critic for the NDP. He joins us again tonight. We, uh, Mr. Lamoureux and Mr. Angus and I talked about this uh, last night uh, before we had the big vote today and now we've had it. So, Mr. Lamoureux, let me start with you. Are, are Liberals relieved or disappointed that we're not going to have a snap election. You know, at the end of the day, uh, Peter, I think that we just continued uh, moving forward from where we uh, were leaving off, and uh, I see that as a, as a positive thing. What we want is, is a parliament that's functional. Uh, it doesn't mean that everyone has to agree with what the government is doing, but uh, not only does the government have responsibility, but so do opposition parties. And we saw a majority of members of parliament recognize how important it is uh, that we uh, focus on the, the pandemic and working together where we can. And as I say, it doesn't mean uh, that the government cannot right. be so, critiqued. So you're saying you're saying, despite what a lot of people were saying, that uh, you're trying to engineer your own defeat so you could go to the polls when maybe the poll numbers looked favorable to you. That's not what happened. You're you're happy this this threat of a snap election is gone. Absolutely. This has absolutely nothing uh, from my perspective and the government's perspective of us wanting to have uh, an election. We want to focus our attention solely on okay. this pandemic and working with others. All right. Mr. Duncan, Conservatives, uh, I found it interesting today, are refusing to be critical of the NDP for supporting the government today. Why is that? 
Because the attention needs to be on what the Liberals did by making this a confidence motion. The first time in that, you know, in well, my short time here, but as a former staffer and being an observer of the Hill, that uh, asking in an opposition day motion to create a committee to study and look at an issue further would be a confidence matter. So uh, this was the Prime Minister's uh, direction to try to have an election, to force an election uh, and to change the narrative. And so that's where the attention needs to be. It was their call and, uh, and their lack of accountability on this. Plain stop. Okay. Uh, Charlie Angus, uh, just finished talking to your leader, Mr. Singh, uh, and explaining uh, why New Democrats decided to vote against this motion and, and prop up the government. Uh, he says there'll still be a way to get answers uh, when you take, uh, in fact, you're probably going to lead that charge, get answers on the WE uh, controversy and other alleged uh, ethical lapses by the government. You'll be able to do that committee. Explain how that's going to happen since Liberals have been filibustering those committees. Well, I think what we saw is that Liberals have burnt a lot of goodwill. Um, they've been complaining because they've been filibustering our committees. And we reached out to them. We said, OK, let's set up a special committee. So we offered a special committee. The Conservatives offered a special committee. They threatened an election. Um, I, we are not going to plunge uh, Canada in the midst of the worst medical crisis in a century into an election uh, to save Justin Trudeau from having to answer questions. So we have a committee. It's the Ethics Committee. It's run by a, 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 an opposition chair. I go back on Monday and continue the work that we were doing. But the idea that we've been trying to reach out, we've been trying to build bridges with Liberals, well, we know that they really don't care about working with us on this. So we will do what we have to do. We will start investigations into the Frank Bayless deal, uh, David McNaughton and Palantir, who's been found guilty on, under the conflict of interest. We will continue to get our answers at Ethics. So. The Prime Minister made a big threat today. I think it, a lot of people were shaking their heads and wondering what was up. Yeah. But we still have our committee work today, right. so we'll just go back and do it. Mr. Lamoureux, are Liberals prepared to let these investigations that uh, aren't going to take place now uh, because uh, this motion was defeated, are Liberals going to let those investigations take place at the committees? I think that we've been fairly clear that we want to work with the opposition uh, parties in making sure that we have uh, you know, the committees that are, that are functional. Uh, let's talk about how it is that we can best deal with the pandemic as a whole. And that includes other concerns. Right, no, but if Mr. If, if, Mr. Angus, if Mr. Angus wants to reopen the investigation about we and the, 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 the cases you just mentioned, Mr. McNaughton and others, are Liberals going to let that happen or is the filibustering going to continue? There are opportunities to discuss and ask questions and hold government accountable on a wide variety of different issues that are facing uh, Canadians today uh, with respect to the pandemic. And, and we're committed to uh, continue uh, to remain focused on that issue. And that allows for uh, committees into the future. Uh, we have confidence okay. that uh, committees uh, can, in fact, do what it is that they're supposed to be doing. All right. Mr. Duncan, I mean, at one point, I'll... I'll all parties proposed some kind of a special committee to look into COVID spending. Uh, the Liberals drew the line at uh, having an opposition chair and perhaps some of the uh, terms in terms of how deeply to go into the, uh, the WE controversy. Um, what do you think's been, uh, what do you think's been lost today uh, with the defeat of this motion? Or is there a way to carry on that work, uh, you think, even with the defeat of the motion from your party today? 
I think what's been lost today is the Liberals' respect for Parliament. And I have to tease Kevin on that previous answer. That was filibustering an answer about their willingness to make committees work. Look at the track record in the last couple of months of the government. I, I say they're almost allergic to sunlight. They're almost allergic to Parliament in one sense. They shut Parliament down for six weeks. They filibustered for about 20 hours in committees so far. And like Charlie mentioned, there was work where, okay, what do we do? How can we get to yes? How can we get these things going? Getting a special committee so the other committees can deal with a myriad of different policy issues this fall. And it's constantly all these good words and platitudes and wanting to work together and just filibustering the clock out here. So okay. uh, I'm anxious to see what's going to be happening in the next couple of months. But if the last two months have been any indication... I'm not optimistic about uh, uh, the government's uh, willingness to work with the opposition parties and actually study some of the tough issues and uh, decisions that have been made. Right. So, Mr. Angus, you don't think an opportunity was lost here? I mean, I understand the, the I understand what was at play. Uh, if you support the special committee, uh, the government declares has declared it confidence. We get an election, so maybe we don't get the special committee anyway. Um, you're so. The government is saying today, Mr. Rodriguez is still saying that he's going to be open to the the notion of setting up a special committee, but still drawing the line at having a uh, a liberal chair in in uh, charge of that committee. Is that a non-starter for you? Well, I think what was lost was a lot of the credibility and trust we built up with the government. They came to us over the issue of the special committee. They didn't like what the Conservatives had on offer. We had a fair alternative set up the way the committee structures look like with ethics. Um, Pablo's not serious about this. Um, Mr. Lamoureux's not serious. So um, if they can set up a Liberal-run committee and they'll do what they did with SNC-Lavalin and shut it down, or they'll do what they've done on finance. I have work to do. Um, I have accountability issues that have been interfered with. We've only had two meetings uh, on a study that we agreed to, that we had a Liberal agreement on at our committee because the Prime Minister prorogued and the Liberals are sitting there like sock puppets of the Prime Minister interfering and slowing down our work. So we go back on Monday and we continue that work because accountability, getting an answer, whether or not hundreds of millions of dollars of money that's okay. needed in a pandemic is going to Liberal friends. That's an issue of accountability, and we're going to stay focused on it. And mm -hmm. so if they want to filibuster, that's their choice. But they're losing goodwill, and we have to stay focused Mr. on Lamoureux, getting... Mr. Lamoureux, are you, is your government prepared to set up a special committee that would sure. look into... That would look into uh, that would allow opposition members to uh, call on more documents, more witnesses to probe the wheat charity controversy? You know, Peter, I don't think you would allow me enough time to be able for me to, to expand on all the points that were just finished being raised. Well, I'm just asking um, you to expand can, on the question absolutely. I asked. You've got everything <laughs> Sure, and, I can, and I can tell you that, that I, I do care about the issue, and, and as the government does. And we have put uh, uh, and had discussions in regards, and we'll continue to have discussions in regards to what sort of options that are there. And we haven't ruled out a special uh, committee, and I, I suspect that all parties uh, are very much aware of that. And it was also encouraging to see, um, you know, that it's not just, you know, the Liberals and the Democrats. We also saw uh, the Green members uh, recognize the importance of us uh, moving forward on, uh, on these important uh, issues from a wider spectrum. Okay, quick uh, final comment, uh, Mr. Duncan, to you and then Mr. Angus. Um, uh, where do we go from here, do you think? Uh, what, what, what's changed about the way you think Parliament's going to operate based on that vote today? 
we're going to be working at committees trying to bring these same issues up again. And and I agree with what Kevin said in terms of looking ahead to get us through a second phase of COVID. And all of that also does make sure is the decisions that the government made in the past, if they were good ones and if they were bad ones, making sure we don't repeat them again. We see the issue with Frank Ballas. We see the issue with We Charity. We see all these different problems. We want to make sure that these problems are examined and make sure they don't happen again because as we go into the fall businesses are going to need support provinces are going to need support and we need to make sure it's done ethically there's nothing wrong with that mr angus final the 20 seconds or so here to you what do you need to see from this government to convince you that your decision today to uh to prop them up again uh was the right one well we made a decision not to plunge Canada into an election. When the Prime Minister brags or tells the Canadian people that he wouldn't let his children go door to door, but he was willing to force parliamentarians to go door to door to cover up the WE scandal, um, they burnt a lot of trust. We have to stay focused on people. We are in the worst medical and economic catastrophe in a century, but we have obligations at our committee, and I will continue to do my work at that committee, and I will not be interfered with by uh, the Liberal um, Prime Minister's office in trying to monkey wrench the work of parliamentarians. We have an obligation. Okay, we'll be watching, gentlemen. Thanks for your time tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank Thank you. I want to bring in two colleagues now from the Parliamentary Press Gallery for their thoughts on how this political battle has unfolded here on Parliament Hill in the last couple of days. Tana McCharles is a parliamentary reporter for the Toronto Star. Bob Fife, the Ottawa Bureau Chief for the Globe and Mail. Good to see you both again. Nice to have you on the program. Tana, let me begin with you. So Canadians won't be treated or subjected to a snap election in the second wave of a pandemic, at least not right now in any case. Was this really a fight over a special committee and who would control it? Or is there more to that story? Look, uh, at its heart, it really was a power play. It was a fight over power and who gets to call the shots in Parliament. Um, Yes, it was technically and in name only about the creation of a committee and the how great the powers that committee would have would be and how sweeping a mandate it would have. But when it comes right down to it, um, this was about the Liberals pushing back at the opposition especially the Conservatives, who wanted an opposition-controlled committee to prolong the investigation of the WE charity affair and any other perceived uh, scandals. So um, they, they pushed back and uh, they, lived to, they lived to tell the story another day, but I think that the Liberals will have a, a bit of a political price to, to pay in terms of trust among the other parties. All right, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, Bob, what do you think? Was this all about the committee process? And, and, or do you, and, and do you think everybody's happy that we're not having a snap election? Well, I think uh, the Canadian public is certainly the winner not having an election campaign. But I don't think there's any winners on Parliament Hill as a result of this. First of all, I think the Conservatives overplayed their hand in trying to set up a special committee, which they called an anti-corruption committee. Talk about waving a red flag in the Liberals' face. Uh, there are other committees that could have done this work and and uh, and have done so in the past very, very well during minority governments. The Ethics Committee, committee which has its own uh, an opposition chair, the Public Accounts Committee, the same th- uh, thing with an opposition chair. They could have got, gone uh, and done excellent work in the Ethics Committee in terms of we and public accounts in terms of uh, government spending on COVID. Uh, I I think the the Liberals look very bad out of this because they have been filibustering uh, and providing documents to the committee that that have been demanded by MPs as part of their duty to see these documents on we. 
big chunks of it's all blacked out. The Commons clerk, law clerk, who is nonpartisan, has been very critical of the government for that. And I think, uh, frankly, I think that the NDP uh, leader, Jagmeet Singh, although Canadians will be glad we didn't go to the polls, he looks weaker every day. Anytime the the Liberals put a gun to his head, he gets down and uh, uh, pleads for mercy. Right. So let I don't me, think there's really any winners here except Canadians. Let me follow up on that. Uh, Tana, once again, Jagmeet Singh and the NDP helping the minority government survive here. What do you think of the NDP's strategy? Well, I don't think they had any choice. I mean, um, and, and I've been speaking to a number of people, uh, political strategists and whatnot. I, the, the bottom line here is... While they will deny it, they will deny that they didn't have a choice. They are very low in the polls, and um, they wouldn't have had, while well, their financial picture is a bit better, going into an election would have been a massive problem for them. So uh, does he look weaker by the day? Um, you know, perhaps. Uh, but I think what's also going to now be the fallout of this is Jagmeet Singh knows that a lot of people perceive him that way. And I don't think that that's a very uh, comfortable position to feel. And when you have the Liberal government coming back at you looking for your support on other big ticket items like pharmacare, like seniors, and I would expect that you will see Singh uh, not be so eager to cooperate with the Liberals in the future. But does that make him weak? You know, actually, maybe it does. But uh, I think it also makes Trudeau risk looking like a bully. So I, there's a there's there's a balance at play. And I don't think anyone struck it this week. Bob, what happens to the opposition efforts to get uh, those answers on the We Charity controversy? Mr. Singh says he thinks uh, you touched on it. He can move that file forward at committees. But uh, given what we've seen, what's the likelihood of that happening? Are we going to learn what... Uh, you know, what we should be learning about what else might be involved in the WEEK controversy? Well, look, I think we can get those answers. It should be done in the Ethics Committee. Uh, they have all the power to be able to do their job adequately. You and I remember, and Tonda will remember, how effectively the Ethics Committee operated during the Harper years, minority parliaments, and that's where it should have been done in the first place. And in terms of any spending concerns that they want, in terms of COVID and the economy, that can easily be done by the Public Accounts Committee so, I, you know, the, the Conservatives do not look very good out of this, too, because what they were trying to do was change the whole rules of Parliament, set up some kind of anti-corruption uh, committee, which the Liberals could never agree to do. So um, I don't think they look good on this. Uh, Tonda, the Prime Minister uh, may have set a different bar now for what constitutes a test of confidence. And I guess I'm wondering if we should expect to see him play that card again. Well, look, they've got a few other things uh, this fall that they have to deal with. They've got um, measures, spending measures to come through on um, tweaks to uh, EI, the legislation to change the commercial rent relief program. And, you know, they're going to have to face uh, a vote when they bring in um, an economic update or a budget. Uh, also, the opposition has more days this fall. So, Look, if the if the Liberals are going to declare a confidence motion every time they don't like something, well, maybe what they're really saying is they do want an election. So I wouldn't say that, look, this may not be a precedent that the Liberals might follow, but they should watch out. The next government might use this as a precedent to start flinging around confidence motions, and they won't be in power forever. Someday they're going to be on the minority side of the aisle, the, the opposition side of a minority government aisle. So... 
Uh, I'd yeah. say be careful what you wish for. What do you think on that, Bob? And, and uh, you know, uh, applying a test of confidence to this motion. Uh, the House tomorrow is going to be seized with another Conservative motion that calls for turning a whole bunch of documents about the government's response to COVID from the Prime Minister's office to Health Canada over to the Health Committee so they can do a, a closer study of how the government's responded to this. Uh, could we see another, uh, you know, we, could we see that become a confidence vote too? Well, I don't uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure because the, nothing would surprise me with the Liberals. But when it comes to we, clearly there seems to be something that they are hiding. They have gone to such lengths to filibuster, to deny documents to Parliament under this whole scandal. What it is, I don't know. But it obviously must involve the Prime Minister or they wouldn't go to such lengths, including making these kind of issues into confidence votes. So I do hope that tomorrow when the Ethics Committee meets, that they will begin the process of trying to get the information that Canadians deserve to know about we. And in terms of the uh, Conservative motion, on terms of, uh, of whether they get the, the other documents uh, in terms of COVID spending, surely to goodness they're not going to make that a confidence motion. The, the job of Parliament is to scrutinize public spending. That's what Parliament's key right. role is. All right, uh, Tana McCharles, Bob Fife, always good to get your perspective. We'll talk again. Thanks. Thanks Thank for you. having us. And that's all the time we have for this edition of Primetime Politics on CPAC from all of us here at CPAC. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time.